Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen, Mike Molina, and Doug Sprinthal. And we'll be right back in just a couple of minutes. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt that talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Um, Are we ready? I, I think Tom forgot again. Catherine's worried. It's, no, I did oh, not forget. Oh, it's my Catherine's fault that you don't know on, what the heck you're doing. What are you doing? I am organizing cords. Uh, but now this is way too tight. It's That's, perfection. Yeah, well, we have a brand new studio set up, and it's don't beautiful, touch that, except for mom screws it, with everything. It's all perfection. <laughs> okay. In any case, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. For those of you listening in the great <laughs> white north, do yourself a favor. Buy yourself a new car. There's so many. If you've never owned an all-wheel drive car before, if you've never owned something with remote start and heated seats, you're in for a treat, right, Alex? Yep. <clears throat> this is where Agreed. you talk about how cool your Subaru I is. I agree. It is very cool, and it's really, really good in the snow. Yep. Everybody constantly talks about how great they are. When we were considering getting one, when I, I had like when I, everybody tell me how great it was in the snow. When I sold cars a billion years ago, this time of year, people go, well, I don't want to test drive it when it's nasty out. Well, it's the best time to test That's drive it. Th- exactly. If you wreck it, you don't even have to pay for it. Yep. We're not encouraging you to go to Walls or stores and wreck cars. <laughs> it's a different marketing campaign, but this really is a great time to test drive cars. And if you're driving something that's 8 or 9 or 10 years old, the modern technology that you will experience in just about anything is phenomenal. So that's what I got. Thanks, I drove Alex. a rear-wheel drive car once in Minnesota, and uh, I don't think I'll do it ever again if I have the choice. I don't know how anybody it's a bad idea. does anything. All-wheel drive is just necessary you in know? the ice. Thank you, Andy and Alex. Babies. Thank you, Doug Sprinthal from Walzer Automotive Group, <laughs> walzer.com. Is that because I'm here? What is no. Gangsta's Paradise? That is amazing yep. because I'm looking at the screen right now. <laughs> a song by Coolio from Dangerous Minds goes back in time to become a 1966, <laughs> or excuse me, a 1666 John Milton classic. Okay, now here's a problem. I do have a problem. Let's see if you guys have a problem with this. Okay. Uh, a tip for future Jeopardy contestants. Pronunciation is a key, so Nick Spiker. I have a problem with his name in that it looks like Sphincter. <laughs> it looks like Sphincter. Oh, no. That's a problem. Is it S-P-I-C-H-E-R? S-P-I-C-H-E-R. I know a guy yep. at Toyota. There's a guy that sells at Toyota that has the same last name. This is cute. See? Is he a Sphincter? You look insane. He's a cool guy, actually. Sure? We call him Spike. That, Spike. That's better. So it yeah. is Spiker. Yep. Okay. Not Speecher or something? Spiker. A tip for future Jeopardy contestants. Pronunciation is key, so Nick Spiker learned on Monday's episode when he was penalized $3,200 for mispronouncing the answer to a before and after clue. After Alex Trebek read out a song by Coolio from Dangerous Minds goes back in time to become a 1667 John Milton classic, Spiker responded, Gangster's Paradise and lost. Gangster's Paradise lost is how he responded. When the correct answer was Gangsta's Paradise Lost. Oh, give me a break. Yeah, that's stupid. That's really stupid. It beat the crap out of Alex. 
Your what is gangsters your lost? Yes. Our judges have reevaluated one of your responses a few moments ago, Nick. You said gangsters instead of gangsters on that song by Coolio. So we take 3,200 away from you. So you're <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, right in the face, joke. Alex. Bam. Um, did, could we listen back to the song again? Do you still have that song queued up? Because in the song, Coolio says, Gangster's Paradise. But he pronounces it gangster. I think the, the title is Tuz, though. Yeah, it is Tuz. It is. I'm sorry. That's not a word. So now we're allowing a guy who pronounces something correctly loses. I love that. It's borderline. It's borderline, yeah. Now, if Coolio was really cool. He says cool. gangster there. He could give the guy thirty-two hundred bucks. It'd be a huge PR move. I do not think yeah, Julio has thirty-two hundred dollars to be throwing <laughs> around anymore. Yeah. yeah. Good idea. Is he really? not doing well? I don't know if he's I mean, doing anything. <laughs> I haven't heard. Yeah, anything I guess about... I haven't heard of anything he's done in a long time. But Did I guess you... I mean, you'd have to save up money, right? He's detailing no? cars at Walzer Automotive Group. <laughs> <laughs> With Spike, yeah. as a matter of fact. That's right. Um, so in any case, so Spiker changed not only the song's title, but also its meaning, making his response unacceptable. He did not change the meaning. A gangsta is a gangster. So he did not change the meaning of it. Spiker, who fell out of the lead, finished a champion with more than $15,000 in winning. So kiss my living ass. What, what do you think of that? What would happen if somebody from uh, Boston said Parker instead of Parka? Park. Yeah, Parker. really. What yeah, would Parker. happen? Because it really is an accent thing. Yeah, it is an accent. Yeah, I think that's way out of line. They were way, way out. Well, I remember once it happened, I brought this up this morning, as a matter of fact, happened on Wheel of Fortune, when on the board it said H-I-C-K, wait a minute, uh, H-I-C-K dash, or not dash, but apostrophe, R-Y. And the guy said, hickory stick. And they said, no, sorry, it's hickory stick. Well, there's yeah. no such word as hickory. Yeah, that's... That's yeah. just an accent. I just, once again, they would say paca. Instead of Parker, they'd say paca in, in Boston, right, right, Doug? Yeah, that's right. You've had that foolish accent. <laughs> I, 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 can get, I can bring it back at the snap of two fingers. When put you on your paca because it's cold. It's put on your paca. we got to go out and put your paca on. You have to wonder where that kind of thing comes from. Like, did someone one day just, like, start speaking in that accent and then everyone followed suit? Or, well, you know, when you think about it, of up through the 30s, that's kind of the way Americans talked. It was a blend between Boston and New York. You watch 30s uh, movies, Catherine Hepburn, all those, everybody talked with an East Coast accent. Uh, an, an upper that's East called East Coast the transatlantic accent, accent yep. and it's actually made up. Although, since people saw it in movies, they would start talking like that, I guess. Right. So the accent itself was made up to sound like... It was made to sound refined, yet not too foreign. Right, that's right. Exactly. That's I don't know, exactly it's right. kind of dumb. Refined, yet not foreign. I Sounds like that. Sounds like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, <laughs> no one's going to argue? No. Okay, here we go. No. <laughs> Coolio has a web series called Cooking with Coolio. I was going to oh, say, yeah. doesn't he have some sort of like weird off-the-beaten-path show? What a great way to promote it. He yeah, should have the guy on, give him 3200 and they could make popcorn together. Yeah, perfect. Cooking with Coolio. Not a bad plan. I wonder what they make. And then we got, we got DJ Khaled now as a spokesperson for Weight Watchers. And what I love is that Oprah, who's about 75 pounds overweight, is on there going, <laughs> you're going to love this program. What? She's standard issue now. Yeah, yeah that's true. Apparently that's the deal. But she sent out a, a text that said, can't wait to hear your endorsement of WW whatever, Weight Watchers, what's it called? The, the weight, it's WWF, but it's Weight Watchers. I don't know. Foundation? It doesn't matter, whatever it is. That no, it's woman, not foundation. That Family? woman can gain and lose weight like nobody have ever seen I know. before. Boy, it's amazing. Crap. Ever. I know. I could lose weight really quick if I was worth billions of dollars and you could eat gold all day. Gold. <laughs> and how to cook and a personal That's trainer. the secret. Yeah. The Oprah weight loss diet. It's solid yeah, gold. You can't digest gold and yet gold is it's filling. Zero and it's somehow satisfying. Yeah. Oh I would imagine it probably is zero, Cal. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, but in any case, in, in there she said, 
Can't wait to see you hashtag bless up the program. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? Bless up is like... I'm trying to think of how you would say, like, what else... Stupid-ass Twitter speak. You old folks would... Yeah, how to translate for you old folks. (laughs) Um, She kind of used it in the wrong context there. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Like, bless up is usually like, oh, I... I'm taking a picture of this fancy latte. Hashtag bless up. I ate a bad clam and then I blessed up all over the carpet. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. The problem I have is now this language is being accepted as English. It is not English. Uh, you lose your language, you lose your culture, and we are losing our culture because no one cares any longer what anyone says. You it do. It drives me nuts. I am the only person left in America, apparently. Yep. Uh, they used to, on Adam Ruins Everything, they were talking about grammar, and they said, Graham, there, there are no rules in grammar. Sorry, there are none. And they used as an example African-American English, which states, uh, okay, let me turn this off because we got... Uh, well, that on. argument doesn't make sense because it's always African-American vernacular English, which if you ever use that term, you need to stay away from Harvard. But that's always like... Oh, since it's so widely used, it's a, a, a perfectly acceptable form of English. But they never say, like, Appalachian English. That's perfectly acceptable or, you know. Now they do. They, they're oh, starting to do that now, too. I've never heard anyone take that uh, accent or that dialect or whatever with any legitimacy. It's yeah. always um, Ebonics that people say is legitimate. It's never like, you know. Hickspeak. Well, they've changed that. Hickspeak is now part of the English language as well. Um, what they're talking about. That's ab- dumb. Well, sorry. What they're talking <laughs> about with African American English, they, they use it as an example, his self. Now, apparently, it's absolutely acceptable to say, yeah, he should have gone by his self. Well, if there's no. I mean, grammar is what makes a language a language. Right. If there is no grammar, well, then there is no language, and thus there is no communication. Yeah, but I mean, America has had regional dialects forever. But they're always, like, you know, pretty close to mutually intelligible. Whereas if you look at that, like, well, it's like that scene in Airplane where she speaks jive. You couldn't understand. It's like it's a literal another language. You couldn't understand it without studying it. Well, the only time it's incredibly important is in legal documents. I mean, you have to have a standard language where everything means the same thing. So just so that people can be clear on it would be nice if, like, you know, someone's having a heart attack and they're trying to tell you what pocket their medicine's in, but you can't understand what the hell they're saying. That would That's be a problem. Because they're choking on uh, their own vomit? Yes. <laughs> they're blessing up. Yeah, they blessed up and, yeah, no, they're... I say we redefine blessed up to mean throw up and ruin the whole thing. So, Doug, do you find this all to be wicked true? Thank yeah, you very much. Great wicked to be piss here. Wicked piss true. <laughs> wicked piss true. Uh, where did Wicked Pissa come from? I have no idea. I think it was from Bobby Berg, but uh, it might be go back farther than that. He was my one of my best friends when I was nine. Talk like yeah, that but I mean the they. Uh, everybody in Boston talks like that, and I think they have forever because my dad says that once in a while, and he you know he grew up in the '30s, so I don't know what the genesis was where it came from, but. Well, again, in Minnesotans say borrow me a dollar because the word for borrow and lend in German is the same word. Oh, I didn't know so that. So they thought that in, yeah, mm-hmm. that's why they say borrow me a dollar in, yeah. in Minnesota. I grew up saying that. Borrow me a dollar? Yep. Yeah, see. I said brung instead of brung. Yeah. I don't know where the hell brung comes that's from. That's hick. Yeah, that, well, that's true. It is. Bring, brang, brung. Yeah, he, he, he brung his, uh, his sleeping bag over for a sleepover. Uh-huh. There you have it. More than any other year on record, quarterly earnings conference calls were profanity-laced in 2017 thanks to a CEO complaining his work is stressful as Shiite. And another admitted we effed up, but he didn't say effed up. Quartz uh, searched transcripts of conference calls compiled by data provider Centio. Is that it, Andy? I, I think it's Centio. I don't even know what the, you're talking about. That's oh, a data provider. Centio? S-E-N-T-I-E-O. To determine just how many swear words were uttered during calls throughout the year, they found 2017 was the sweariest year of the last decade, with 121 instances, including executives throwing out the F-bomb freely. In March, for example, Samsonite CEO Ramesh Tainvala 
repeated his what the F reaction to meeting his predecessor before apologizing. My language is not so polite. In November, Transact uh, Technologies CEO Bart Schuldman got frustrated when a colleague was disconnected from a conference call roaring, I'm going to shoot this effing system. Hell and damn were also heard, though Shiite seemed to be among the uh, favorite swears. Seagate CEO Steve Luzko was one of the uh, one who once used a metaphor to describe his work as stressful as heat. While Ryanair's Michael O'Leary, who in September admitted the company effed up scheduling, used bull shoot twice to refer to media coverage and competitors' promotional material, Scott's Miracle Grow CEO Jim Hagedorn was just as foul mouth telling an analyst to shut the F up regarding company performance and remarking after a bank analyst question that somebody better write that sheet down so, like, we can all remember that stuff that you goddamn said. They're cursing about Scott's gr- miracle grow? Yeah, I mean, wow. why? He's, he cursed like four times about Scott's miracle grow. It's the scaremooch effect. Yeah, it's the, what do they call it, mooching now? Apparently, when you only have your job for 10 or 11 days, you got mooched. <laughs> That's oh. brilliant. <laughs> that is pretty funny, actually. It's like corporate ghosted. I don't know what happened to me. I got mooched, got mooched. somehow. I got, you got mooched I got in the pocket. <laughs> oh, God. It's just what a wonderful world we live in now. No doubt. We watched the swearing-in ceremony of uh, Tina Smith this morning, and, uh, you know, who escorted her, of course, was uh, Walter Mondale wearing... Uh, I don't know. Was, was he grabbing her Walter butt? Was, no, he was not, thank God. He was, there was none of that action going on. But uh, one of the least likable human beings I have ever met. How was, old is Walter? Is he 90? He's got to be close. He's got to be. God, he's got to be. He is 89. But, oh, he'll be 90 in two days. Wow. Two days he'll be 90 years old, so good for him. Well, Walter Fritz Mondale. He's vertical. That's good. Yeah, he's vertical, and that's good. So, I mean, the whole situation is, I understand the older you get, the nicer you get. So he'd only have to live to be about 9,000 before he was a decent human <laughs> being. Well, I think a lot of people get, well, I mean, it depends on, you know, your friends are all dead and you had a stroke. You get kind of unhappy, but I suppose. other than that. Eh, so you got a good point there. I suppose you do get a little crabby when yes. all your friends are dead. I could, I can imagine that. Yeah, my my mom and dad are always. I'm always saying, why don't you go and do this and go and do that and do some of this? And they're they're like, all just gonna die. <laughs> they're like, well, we can't really hang with the eighty year olds anymore. God, <laughs> Which, imagine being able to say that. Yeah, I can't keep up with those eighty year olds. <laughs> Well, if you're 94, that's true. Yeah. Sydney Hartman's going to be 98 years old in March. 98. My mom lives in the retirement community with my stepdad down in Arizona, and she was telling me a story that turned out to be a joke. She said, "Yeah, I've got a girlfriend who's uh, she's been widowed for a while and just found a new guy, and they got married." And so I asked my friend, I said, "So is he wealthy?" "No, nope, no. Nope. His wife died of cancer, took all their money." "Well, is he nice to you?" "No, he's kind of a mean PRICK." Um, is he a good lover? No, no, he's diabetes. He's got diabetes. Isn't as important. So why did you marry this guy? And she says, well, he can drive at night. <laughs> well. Sorry, that's a long run for a short slide. I tell you what, though, it all works out for me because he can drive at night. Yeah. That's a huge part of it. No question about it. We shall be right back in just a couple of minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. LASIK changed my life. Dr. David Whiting changed my life. He can get rid of those contacts, get rid of those glasses, and truly change your life. He's performed over 100,000 LASIK procedures, so there's no one else around who can compare. Let me tell you, if you're thinking about having your eyes corrected, check out Dr. Whiting and the folks over at Whiting Clinic. They've got the most advanced lasers. They've got the most experience and they've got the best price guaranteed. All the reasons you'd choose Whiting Clinic for your LASIK vision correction. Make this year the year 
that you get LASIK from Dr. David Whiting. Schedule your free LASIK exam at whitingclinic.com, and please tell them I sent you. That's whitingclinic.com to take the first step in having clear, lens-free vision at Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Is that your New Year's song, Don't Look Back? Exactly. See? I got it all figured out. Plus, it is Boston. It's Wicked Pissa. It's a Wicked Pissa of an album. Um, I don't really understand this headline at all. If Romney replaces Hatch, Senate math is all new. Uh, Orrin Hatch is one of the senior members of the United States Senate. Romney would be brand new to the Senate, which means he would have no power in his own party. So he would have to vote with the party. So I don't really understand how the math is all new. Yeah, Explain it doesn't that make to sense me. to me either. It makes no sense. Utah's Orrin Hatch, the longest-serving Republican in the Senate, says he won't be running for re-election in 2018. Good. The 83-year-old announced the move on Twitter. Every good fighter knows when to hang up the gloves, he says in a video. And for me, that time is soon approaching. That's why after much prayer and discussion with my family and friends, I've decided to retire at the end of this term. The move pays the way for Mitt Romney, a frequent critic of President Trump, to run for his seat. Details uh, are, are coming, of, of course. Um, Hatch has been in the Senate for four decades and currently chairs a powerful finance committee, a post that allowed him to play a big role in GOP's recent tax overhaul. But his clout doesn't seem to matter in Utah, where polls show that about 75 percent of residents wanted him to retire, reports the Salt Lake Tribune. Uh, Trump uh, is unhappy about it. The president is very sad upon hearing the news, says spokeswoman Sarah Huckabee Sanders. The New York Times reports that the president, pleased with Hatch's work on the tax plan, had been encouraging him to run again, if nothing else. That would keep Romney, who has been vocal in his criticism of Trump, out of the Senate. It doesn't matter if he's critical of Donald Trump in the Senate. He will have no clout in the Senate at all. The new people get zero clout. The only reason Al Franken, after, what, 10 years or something like that, or... Um. Eight, nine yeah, years? Yeah, eight. I think he was ten was when he went in. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's a situation where he finally got a voice because Chuck Schumer uh, took him under his wing and kind of was his uh, his mentor, I guess, is the best way to put it. So without Chuck Schumer helping out Al Franken, Al Franken would have been nothing in the Senate like he was the first time around for the first six years. So you notice you never even heard his name for the first six years. Right. right? Well, then all of a sudden, you heard his name all at Nine, yeah. So nine years, yeah. So for the first six, he did absolutely nothing. First seven, actually. And then all of a sudden, two years ago, he started getting a voice. And that was only because Chuck Schumer uh, liked him and liked him. I suppose he thought he was funny on Saturday Night Live or something. So Romney coming into the Senate is going to have no clout whatsoever. So he can criticize the president all he wants to. Yeah, and wasn't he very, he was very, very anti-Trump. Yeah, but who well, cares? I think pretty well, much the entire Republican Party was anti-Trump until he got to be the president. Well, that's true. Yeah, pretty much true. <laughs> it's pretty much true. Uh, I, it doesn't really matter to me any any longer who the uh, president is and who's this and who's that because these people all spend money like a drunken sailor anyway. So. Man, Mitt Romney is seventy. Is How much really? plastic surgery has he had? He is not. He does not look like he's yeah, seventy. Yeah, no, he does not look seventy. Speaking of plastic surgery, (laughs) I saw Monsters in Law. Monster in Law. Oh yeah. With the Jennifer Lopez and Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda looked older then, and I don't know when that movie came out than she does today. Oh yeah, two thousand five. Yeah. So whoever did her surgery, hats off. Yeah. If you go to a good plastic surgeon, (laughs) the problem is it just. Do we know any? You don't know it's plastic surgery. Well, I'm sure Dr. Basham's going to be very happy to hear this. He's probably on his way down right now. (laughs) Well, yeah. I think it's hilarious. That's very, very fun. Do we know any good plastic (laughs) surgeons? Well, I just, uh, yeah, Mitt Romney has just changed his location to Utah. It was listed on his Twitter account and all that stuff as Massachusetts. He was the governor of Massachusetts. Actually, what you have in place right now, Obamacare, 
was actually Romney Care. Yeah, Romney's the one who right. came up with that with that uh, health plan first. Well, he seems to be a pretty decent guy, isn't he? I think Ooh, he is. Romney, Romney. Yeah, I, think I mean, so. politically, I don't know about his personal life. Seems like it. But it seems like he's sort of a middle-of-the-road kind of guy, which I well, like. Well, what we have here are two billionaires having a pissing match. That's all this is. Whee! Mitt Romney and Donald Trump are both billionaires. They've got more money than God, so they... I. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't like him. I, they all have to fight with one another. Well, neither one of them drink. I find that suspicious. Well, that's true. It's a very good point. We just talked to Tillman Fertitta this morning on uh, on the KQ Morning Show. He is, I don't know how many billions he's worth. But honest to God, we were talking about this, that, and the other thing. Oh, yeah, I own that. Oh, yeah, I own that. We were talking about, uh, you know, on vacation, New Year's Eve, we went and had dinner at Morton's in West Palm Beach. He goes, yeah, I own that. According to Wikipedia, $3.7 billion. Why didn't he comp us? God. Yeah, Tillman. What's wrong with you? But he just bought, uh, in 1998, I think it was, he tried to buy the Houston uh, Rockets, the basketball team, the NBA team in uh, Houston, Texas. He tried to buy it for $80 million. It ended up selling to someone else for $85 million. Wow. So last year, uh, he just bought the uh, team for $2.2 billion. Jesus oh. Christ. That'll do it. That's so a little unnecessary. He could have had it for $85, uh, $85 million 20 years ago. Now he had to spend $2.2 billion wow. to buy it this time That's around. That's what an NBA That's... franchise is worth? I, for real. That's shocking. It sure does. But I tell you what, we've been talking about this quite a bit. I guarantee you the... Las Vegas Raiders are going to be the first $3 billion sports franchise. You know, Guaranteed. I heard, I heard you talking about that on the radio the, it was either yesterday or the day before, and I, I wanted to ask you a question about that. So I think you're exactly right that a lot of out-of-state fans would love to go see uh, their teams play in Las Vegas because they make a three-day weekend out of it. But in the right. NFL, how many tickets are available to games generally? I mean, they're almost always all sold out all the time, aren't they? Well, they hold out some for for uh, fans. Okay, they do. Uh, you're right. They're you're right. They're almost always sold out, but they do set some aside for fans coming in. But think about this: if you're a 30 year old guy or woman or whatever, and you're you know you're not married yet, you're just hanging out. You love your Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I mean, like Mike Molina. Like yeah, 30 okay. years old. Exactly. Well, let's say you're you're uh, you're digging ditches, right? But you've saved up some dough. Because you found out the Minnesota Vikings are going to be playing the Las Vegas Raiders uh, in the upcoming season. So you get off work at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You go to the airport. You get on a 6 p.m. flight to go to Las Vegas, which gets in at 7 p.m. because you gain two hours. So at 7 o'clock Friday night on a work day, you're in Las Vegas. So you're going to go out and you're going to have dinner. You're going to go have drinks. You probably had some drinks on the airplane. And you're going to screw around. You're going to, you're going to go see a show that night maybe. Certainly Saturday yep. night you're going to go see a show. You're going to have some more dinner and drinks and have a good time. Okay, comes time. Game time. Got to go to the stadium. You've already started tailgating in your hotel room. You're schwealing. Uh, you go over, you see the Minnesota Vikings. You, you've already done some edibles because pot is legal in Las Vegas. You have this whole thing planned it, out, and you've never dug ditches. I'm telling you what. Well, I was an iron worker, though, for a while. But anyway, imagine that for, for a 30-year-old person, 25, 30 years old. It would be like being in heaven. You did you say. do whatever you want. <laughs> I hate that sound. You did say when they have that first Super Bowl there, it's going to be just crazy. They'll be flying hookers in oh. from other planets for that. <laughs> they will. It's true. Now, that, that first Super Bowl in Las Vegas is going to be psychotic. Can you even imagine? Once again, you can get the most expensive suite in the history of the world at the greatest hotel on earth. Aria is one of them. Or you can get some cheap hotel room that costs barely anything. Uh it's for every. Las Vegas does welcome everybody. It's the one city where everyone can afford to go, because they have something for everybody in Las Vegas. You're they exactly right. You, you can go. You can't have fun there on yep. a budget. You have Other to be careful Baptists. though. Other than Baptists, what's that? Yep. There's not anything for Baptists. <clears throat> Probably not. I no. suppose not. Where did that because come from? Because they're really. He said there's something for everybody, and I said not Baptists. <laughs> 
There's always an exception. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> There's nothing there for uh, uh, hajib-wearing uh, Muslim women either. Jainist monks. Yeah, yeah. Jainist monks. Uh, they so can't not, walk around naked. Not everyone, but most Okay, but everybody people. in America. Everybody in America. It just, I'm telling you, they're gonna, that, that franchise will be worth $3 billion almost immediately. Yeah, you, you might it's be It's going right. to be amazing. And if they do hire Gruden and give him even, let's say they give him 5% of the team, that's $150 million. That's pretty good. Wow. I need that. Now, the other thing you have to remember is, I just gave you $150 million and there's no state tax. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, even better. We're doing. Why am I not doing radio in, in Las Vegas? What the hell's wrong with me? Because you'd be yeah, stoned all the time you? and you'd be single. Yeah. Hey, you think Catherine would give me the hook? Yeah, after a while. Aberrant behavior. <laughs> she gets clause. sick. Yeah, that would be probably true. <laughs> the aberrant behavior clause. Yep. That's how I'd get hammered. Well, I suppose. I, I suppose that's probably true, but. Seriously, people have not even thought about how much fun it's going to be to go to Las Vegas to see an NFL or an NHL game. Mm-hmm. They got an NHL franchise out there now too, so soon yeah. soon to be NBA baseball there would be a little tough. But you know, they have it in Texas, so but I mean in Las Vegas you're gonna be playing some baseball games when it's hundred and ten degrees off. Oh, man, that'd be brutal. <laughs> That would be a little difficult. So, I don't know if baseball will ever go there. But that I, there's so much money to be made. My God, you're going to make a lot of money. There's no getting around it, right? Yeah, no, I agree. Oh God, and this headline just popped up. I have to read this story. I haven't seen this story yet. This will be be new to all of us. Apparently, President Trump doesn't have enough to do. Oh no! Uh, Trump you... announces corrupt what? Nothing. I don't. Even, I think I just want to stick my fingers in my ears and go nyan nyan nyan. Go ahead. <laughs> well, that's for all politicians, though, not <laughs> yeah, just Donald true. Trump. Uh, Trump announces corrupt media awards. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny, actually. Uh, that is pretty it's funny. Not, that's not bad, you know. That's good. The Golden Globes are Sunday, but President Trump has another award ceremony he's promoting. One scheduled for the very next day. Trump took to Twitter Tuesday to announce in all caps the most dishonest and corrupt media awards of the year. It's set for 5 p.m. Eastern time on Monday. Subjects will cover dishonesty and bad reporting in various categories from the fake news media. Stay tuned. He tweeted, USA Today notes the president has publicly mulled this idea before noting on Twitter in late November that we should have a contest among the major TV networks and CNN, but minus his apparent favorite, Fox News, to see uh, which out... One of his apparent favorite, they're the only one that leans Republican, so I assume it would be his favorite. Well, there's Breitbart or whatever it's called. <laughs> that's not even that's not even really a news agency, is it? They got Steve Cannon or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, the Cannon Mess. Cannon. <laughs> they get the Cannon Mess. Now, wouldn't it be great if Steve Bannon came up? Steve Bannon comes up with a character. Well, let me tell you something, Steve. Oh, I uh, I was talking to the Trumpster. It would be great if he came up with his own Morgan Mundane. <laughs> <laughs> For younger people, Steve Cannon was an announcer at WCCO Radio back in the day, and he had two characters. He had Morgan Mundane. He's a guy that kind of talked like this, and he was always complaining about everything. And he also had Backlash LaRue, which I don't think Steve would be doing in this day and age because it was a way over-the-top gay character. And he, he, it was, I mean, it was way over the top. So I kind of doubt that Steve would be doing Backlash LaRue these days. Right? I, I think you're probably right. I think right. you're right. Yeah, I think you're Probably right. true. But my favorite, and I've talked about this before, I walk into the Twins Clubhouse one time, and I walk in there with Steve Cannon and Calvin Griffith. The old owner of the Minnesota Twins, he's the guy who sold it to the Polad family, comes running up to Cannon. You tell that bastard uh, to Morgan, stop Morgan. ripping on this team. Morgan Mundane, you tell that you tell that bastard Morgan Mundane to stop ripping on our team. I'm sick to death of him, and if I ever meet him, I'm going to knock him on his ass. <laughs> oh, okay. Apparently he doesn't realize it's a character that you play. How uh, many characters did he play? I think it was just, just those two, uh, wasn't it? Oh, no, he had Ma Linger, oh. too, right? Oh, yeah, Ma Linger, that's right. Yeah, I thought he had a few of them. Yeah, he had Ma Linger. One of he my favorite stories that you tell about him is the soccer playing one-liner. That's just brilliant. That's phenomenal. I heard that from Steve Cannon. 
right. Hey, uh, Cannon, let me ask you a question. Uh, okay, uh, what do you got for me, Morg? Why do so many uh, youth in, uh, why do 20,000 youth in the state of Minnesota uh, play soccer? I don't know, Morg, why do 20,000 <laughs> youth in the uh, state of Minnesota play soccer? So they don't have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like Ted Knight sort of slipped in there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> well, like my Ted, yeah, yeah. My Steve Cannon sounds a lot like <laughs> Ted Knight, I guess. That's probably true. One of the worst experiences of my life was being around both Steve Cannon and Mike Gelfand at the same time. Oh, wow. Boy, you talk about curmudgeon heaven. Oh, my God. It was curmudgeonly as it could get. A little tight. It was funny. Eh? No, just a little, yes. We'll be right back. A couple of minutes. Tom Bernard Show. My pillow is the holiday gift that keeps on giving. Long after the bath and body soaps have washed down the drain and the new treadmill has been turned into a clothes rack, your My Pillow gift will be guaranteeing your friends and family a great night's sleep. Buy one My Pillow and get one free online with my code KQRS or call my special offer number at 800-694-2056. Buy one, get one at mypillow.com, keyword KQRS, or call 800-694-2056. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Who's been to Vegas lately? Anybody? Oh, is there anyone play blackjack? Yeah. Three people? Nice. <laughs> you ever play with someone who can't play blackjack? That's the worst. <laughs> ever get that? Like, oh my God, I'll take a hit. I'll take another hit. How much do I have? 24? I'll take a hit. <laughs> then the dealer's like, sir, would you like a hit? Yeah, I'd like to hit him in the face if I could. <laughs> a punch and a kick, maybe? Gee, where'd you come up with that joke? <laughs> it's the most obvious joke yeah, in the history of hit. jokes. Uh, this is going to be good news for Catherine and Alex, who happen to love Iceland. You've both been there, what, a couple of times? I've been there once. Alex I've has been, been there twice, twice right? Oh, yep. You've been there twice, Mom, once. Unless yeah. you snuck over there. I was going to say, I'm there it. every other weekend. <laughs> it, I, there, the picture that I'm looking at right now on the Newser website is absolutely beautiful. Is the city really that clean? It's very clean. Yes. It, it's Reykjavik. amazingly clean. Yes. It's. I'm looking. It looks like the cleanest place on earth. Well, it it kind of has to be. They have like two cities. They have to keep them nice. Well, I suppose that's true. Uh, this is good uh, news, Alex. If uh, your Scandinavian husband ever forces you to move to a, to Iceland, I'd good force news him is to move to Iceland. I, you'd force him to move to Iceland. Yep. Iceland outlaws the gender pay gap. It will now be illegal to pay women less than men in the country of Iceland. Um. Isn't that like how it's been for a long time? No, they still say that women make, what, 80% of what men do in America. Yeah. Well, that's not necessarily because it's legal to do so. In fact, it's not legal to do so. No, what it has to do with is the kind of jobs that women take. Yeah, most but you of can't, it. like, legally force both genders to take the same jobs. Well, that's part of it, but there are, are also a lot of examples of women doing the exact same job title as a man and getting paid less that does happen what would you do for chow though if you moved to iceland because don't they have just like yeah rotted shark ass or they, whatever they, they don't have they a, it's a lot of like rotted shark ass. a lot of the same kind of fish well they do have like that fermented <laughs> shark and they other do. other gross no, that's, that's my that's my equator theory the farther away you get from the equator the worse the food is 
That oh, seems to be the case. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We were in Iceland, and we had normal food as well as all their gross. Well, we didn't have any other gross. Food. But I'm sure normal food over there costs a like insane amount it, of money. It's very expensive yeah, to live in Iceland. They would have. Yes. To, you can't grow anything there, really. You well, have to get everything they're, imported. They're starting to um, do a lot of greenhouse uh, mm. growing and and things because they've got all of that thermal power. They don't have to pay for electricity much. No, yeah. I don't know when this picture was taken, but Andy's absolutely right. I'm looking at the city of Reykjavik. There are tons of trees. Not one of them has a leaf on it. Mm. <laughs> no, uh, all, all trees, to my understanding, were imported. There were no trees in Iceland. Oh, there were no Iceland. trees at all? Yeah, they, yeah. Well, there well, the weren't. Is... There were trees there originally, but they all, were all cut down. Oh, for lumber? For lumber, and then now all the trees that are there now have were planted. And they just ah. didn't bother replanting them? Well, they probably were using them for ships and things. Yeah. You know, it's also interesting. Uh, the city of Reykjavik, and this is a pretty big picture. It's a pretty broad view of the town of Reykjavik. I don't see one billboard. I don't see one ad for anything. There are no ads at all well, posted. A very tiny city. Yeah, and you're not going to make a lot of money advertising in Reykjavik. Most people no. don't have disposable income there, to my understanding. I think just no. as a joke, I would buy a McDonald's there and serve an Egg McPuffin. What do you think? They do eat puffin. Because they do eat puffin Yeah, they do eat puffin. Yeah, we um, went on a bike tour of the city, and the guy that led our bike tour was, uh, what was he, an electrical engineer? engineer? Yeah, he's like, yeah, during the week I'm an electrical engineer, but on the weekends and evenings I do bike tours. He's like, everybody has two jobs here, everyone. Hmm. Is Is that like a big Lutheran outfit there? I don't think, I don't, I don't know what they are. They are the Church of Iceland. The Church of Iceland. So what is that? Uh, Is it a Protestant deal? It is Lutheran. Yeah, I thought thought they were Lutheran there. A couple of big churches. Then I'm assuming what is uh, the government administration building there. It's a beautiful... I mean, the the architecture is very plain. It's kind of weird. They're, you couldn't really say that their architecture is beautiful. It's very ordinary and boxy and plain. Yeah, a lot of the apartment buildings that most people live in are very communist housing looking, for sure. They look like communist mm-hmm. housing. Yeah, they this, really do. And then the, where yep. the, the diplomats and all that stuff, uh, that looks way more European. There's just oh, a does. small little area where they all are oh, around so all the you, lake. All you underlings, you have to live in the commie housing. I'll live in the nice spot. That's well, that's kind of how, how you know the uh, Nordic countries are. Yeah, that's true. Well, like you're, you get everything that you need for free, but anything you want, you're going to have to work like hell for. Well, you have to remember, I think it was 1960 something when the last family came out of the cave because the government what? made them. A lot of <laughs> a lot of the descendants used used to live in caves because they were warm because of the geothermal power. Oh, that, mm. that's true. Now, isn't that the strongest man in the world? Isn't he Icelandic? Yes, well, he the, is. The most recent winner of the whatever competition, yeah. Isn't he like a giant? He's like 6'10 and he's weighs in, about 400 pounds and there's no fat. He's in that it's one show. Be that shark butthole. With the incest <laughs> and the blonde people. What? Sounds that everybody great. loves so much. Yeah, that sounds really that Winter sounds really is nice. coming. Oh, sister wives? Blah, blah, oh. blah. Uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's in that show. Blah. He's called the Mountain. Oh, oh that right, that's him. Oh, yeah. the Mountain. Yeah, okay. Yes. Iceland just made it illegal to pay women less than men for the same work, becoming the first country to do so. HuffPost reports. That's not According true. What? There, we've had that law for a long time. People just don't know what they're talking about. They don't know about. what they're talking about. No. Well, it's really in fashion right now to look down upon America, that America's the worst place on earth by Americans, of course. Mm -hmm. Americans are, oh, it's the worst place on earth to live. Yeah, except for the fact that uh, how many billions of dollars in aid do we send to every other country in the world? Lots. We sure do. I mean, how can America be such a horror? We send Pakistan a quarter of a billion dollars a year. Why? They hate our guts. So that maybe they'll give up the location of bad guys, I guess. Yeah, well, it's not happening. Uh, Norway. Norway's an oil-rich country. Why? Because the United States paid for their oil drilling. Yeah, they were pretty destitute before that happened. They were, absolutely. I mean, it, it, you can go down the list of all these countries. If it wasn't for the United States entering World War II, we'd all be speaking German. As they said in, what was that? What movie was that? Blazing Saddles? Oh, I think no, it was Caddyshack 2. <laughs> oh, God, you want to talk about a So you were the movie. person that watched that. Oh, well, I like <laughs> Jackie Mason. 
Oh, that's I like right. Jackie Mason. Was any who was in it? Well, not the same cast. Jackie Mason. Yeah, but I mean, was Bill Murray in it and everything? No, I don't no. think anybody else. Was. Oh, <laughs> I think there was an all new cast. I still love Caddyshack. One, the fact that Rodney Dangerfield was very upset, and the director said something. He goes, Rodney, what's the problem? Well, I'm failing miserably. He goes, Why? Why do you think you're failing? You're doing a great job. Well, I do my jokes and nobody laughs. He said, well, we can't laugh. The crew can't laugh at your jokes. We're shooting a movie here. You can't have the crew laughing at your jokes. We're <laughs> you dying inside. You're watching a movie and you hear on the screen. Oh, oh, oh. oh Caddyshack 2 did have uh, Robert Stack, Randy Quaid, Dan Aykroyd, and Chevy Chase. Huh. Well, they were all in it. Yeah, apparently. I didn't know that. And Jackie Mason, right? Amazing. Uh, Yes. Yeah, that's why I went to see it. And the gophers started talking, which was a great idea. And by the way, it was a horrible movie. I mean, a horrible, horrible movie. No getting around it. Do you know, did Andy? Do you know what the soundtrack for the gopher voice was? It's Flipper. I don't. It's the Flipper Dolphin. Oh, oh, oh the Flipper Dolphin. Just yeah, it was like just a joke. Up. No, they took the Flipper soundtrack and they used it for the voice of the of the gopher when he blow stuff or when they you know escape from being blown up. Remember, he'd go, hey, it was so amazing. You can't do weird. it. Well, he did, yeah. Well, no, you, you can't, can't get your voice that high. <laughs> but, I, you know, that was all based on Animal House money. That whole thing of the Caddyshacks of the world, and you get on the list of all those movies, the National Lampoon movies and all that, they thought that Animal House was going to be a complete stiff. They made it anyway. They said, yeah, yeah, whatever. Go they made it for like $4 because they thought it was going to be a huge stiff. It's one of the biggest money-making movies of all time. Not the biggest, you know, attended movie of all time, but it cost so little to make that movie. They made millions yeah. from that movie because nobody thought it was going to make it in the theaters. And of course, people my age back then, I, I've seen, I've, I've seen Animal House. I don't know. I can't even tell you how many times. I've it seen three it. million. Three million. And it made wow. one hundred forty-one million. So it's a pretty good ROI. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Does that include uh, DVD sales and VCR sales and all that? V- I have no VHS idea. VHS sales and all that? Yeah, I don't know either. I, I but, saw uh, that I've on the opening weekend. It. it was sold out, so me and my buddies, we were a little bit hammered, I think. We snuck in. We went through the uh, exit doors at the Skyway Theater on 7th and Hennepin and saw it. It was just great. Did you know that Stephen Bishop didn't know that John Belushi was going to grab his guitar and smash it? No. That nobody nobody knew he was going to do that. <laughs> nobody on set knew that he was going to do that. So he just, because he goes, I get He goes like that. Because he didn't know John Belushi was going to grab the guitar and smash the It doesn't after he does it, doesn't he look at him and goes, I'm sorry. And he just walks away. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Number one movie for best ROI, Paranormal Activity. Oh, oh yeah. that makes sense. That's cost four hundred fifty thousand to make, and it made ninety million. Oh, God. Wow, pretty good. That's, That's a nineteen thousand percent ROI. That's the kind of thing I'd like to invest in. That's in fact, a lot of them are horror movies. Yeah, they are. Which yep. I mean, it makes sense. Horror movies are so cheap to make. Yeah, Blair Witch was probably what fifteen cents. I was gonna say. Yeah, really. One camera and then a bunch of non-actors. Hey, yeah. you know, it costs a lot of money for those boogers to come out of her mouth when she's uh. frightened. Yeah, that's one uh, thing I can't... Her nose uh, started running and stuff started coming out of her mouth. Was... Beauty and the Beast? What? It cost $20 million to make, but it made $287 million. Wow. That's pretty good. Still pretty good. I give my love a chicken that had no bones. I gave my love a story that had no Sorry. <laughs> sorry. He just goes, sorry. <laughs> I mean, those guys were brilliant. You still need to go see Jumanji. I have not seen it. I saw the first Jumanji and I hated it. it no, this is totally different than the first one and it different is so deal. funny. It's is not it, like it in it any like way. Kowanka or something? Back to oh, the wait, jungle? No, Oh, no, I'm thinking of... Jumanji did have a sequel that literally no one watched, but that was a while ago. Oh, I didn't know that. But yep. this one is... It, it is very funny. It was called Zathura. Zathura? Released uh, in the same year. 
and it was set in space and no one cared. What? Oh, set in that space? That sounds terrible. That sounds awful. Yep. No, this one is... What was in it? Uh, Sorry. Looks like... Mm, well, the main cast was the kids, so who cares, but... Kristen Stewart was in it, Tim Robbins... I mean, that's really it. What happened to him after he broke up with Susan Sarandon? You never saw him again. Yeah, he just fell Tim off Robbins? the cliff. He really did. He probably said, look at all this money. I think I'll retire. Yeah, possibly. He I- was, yeah, he hasn't... I mean, like, he's been in bit parts, and he was in Green Lantern, uh, and not a whole lot else. Yeah, he's he's functionally retired. He really is. A chairman of a newspaper publishing company facing allegations of assault related to at least four women admits he spanked a female employee, but says he did so with a doctor's approval. What? H. Brandt Ayers, B-R-A-N-D-T. Nice, like Mom. The proper way to spell it. Nice the mom. former publisher of Alabama's... Oh, what a shock. It happened in Al- Anniston, Alabama. Uh... The former publisher of Alabama's Anison Star, who now heads its publishing company, says he assaulted a reporter at her Anison home in the 1970s when he was a very young man with more authority than judgment, per the AP. According to 82-year-old Ayers, the woman who died in 2006 had been out of work because of a psychological illness when he contacted her doctor, whose name he says he can't remember. He said, calm her down. Ayers tells the star, adding he asked the doctor if spanking would be appropriate. Ayers says the doctor approved and that he followed through in a visit to her home. According to Veronica Kennedy, this was so uh, no isolated incident. Kennedy tells the Alabama, Alabama political reporter she was working in the star newsroom in February 1975 when Ayers referred to her as a bad girl, adding, you know what I do to bad girls? I spank them. Why don't you settle down there, Brant Ayers? Well, that's before they had those kind of clubs. What, spanking clubs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those S&M clubs where you could go mm. do oh, that I'm pretty kind of sure. stuff. I'm fun. pretty sure they had those 40 years ago. Did they? Yeah, I'm pretty oh. sure. I don't know. Danger. I never did understand. Danger. 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 Well, exactly. <laughs> Here's what I like. Oh, let's forget about having sex. Just poke me in the eye. Yeah, great. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that sounds like a wonderful, what a fun evening. Now we're talking. So this guy apparently liked to be spanked at least four different women. What the hell's wrong with you? How old is he? He's 82 now. Oh, who? I mean, at this Can point. Can you even spank very hard do? when you're 82? Uh, I really <laughs> think so. Oh, my wrist. Yeah. One of those shaky spanks. Now, we got a big hour coming up next hour. We got Kostaki Economopolis, correct? Yes. And we have a guest as well. Yes. Excellent. We'll be back. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was a really strong response right there. We'll be back, Tom Bernard Show.